It's bringing back some very specific memories. So let, why don't you tell them what we're getting yeah, into? Yeah, well, I want to set the scene for you, Doug. I want you to picture it's 1993. You've just gotten out of school <laughs> on a Friday. Uh, I wasn't going to school. Yeah. Well, on I, Friday? Are you in preschool? Are you at three years old and in preschool? I don't even know if I'm in preschool at three years old. Okay, well, then maybe I'm setting the scene for myself. Let's just say it's 1998 then. And let's say ninety. Let's say ninety six. Ninety six is fair. Okay, you have just got a, a long day of coloring and building blocks and defending your friends on the playground, and it's Friday. It's finally the weekend. A week seems like a long time for a six year old. In my case, eleven year old, and you are ready to pop some popcorn and get ready for a full night of ABC programming in in the form of TGIF. And if that wasn't good enough, you know on Saturday you have another full night of programming called SNCC. So today, what we're going to be discussing is which one that we like better, or just reminiscing about both, and then we're going to kind of break down which ones we like better and why. Dog, do you remember this time? You remember this time. I'm thinking 90, I always think that you're my age, and so 93. I was always... I was always looking up to whatever you were watching or consuming and wanted to, to watch the same thing. So definitely on the weekends, I, I'm totally a Nickelodeon kid. But that being said, Friday nights with TGIF, like they made it an exciting thing. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, uh, made it such a big deal for kids. Like there's finally like a block of television specifically for us. And, and for me, it, I, I, I feel like my head goes to getting a babysitter. We had a, a Paul or, or uh, the Como girl. Yeah. Our babysitter. The, there's multiple. A there was multiple. I'm sure we scared off many, many, many a babysitter. We got, we got a pizza and then we would be flipping between that TGIF and then whatever, whenever the Simpsons would come on, we'd flip over the Simpsons. But that was a very specific memory, like Friday nights with getting a pizza and, and being able to watch TGIF, like the new Boy Meets World or the new uh, Emily Manage was huge, man. Like those, these were all, this is a big deal in our childhood in terms of like what we were watching and talking about with our friends. Yeah, for sure. clearly a mo- marketing ploy by ABC, but one that worked and one that stuck around for a long time. I was, when I was going through and researching how long TGIF lasted, it was, I'm, I, I would have said, okay, yeah, in their prime, maybe they went like, maybe it lasted like three, maybe four years. They had almost a 10-year run, maybe even more. Technically, they, they would consider it an 11-year run, but they had, a, they had about a 10-year run of like solid programming that, you know, it, just for, ten, for four shows in general to just make it even two seasons is a lot. And as we get into the, the programs that are in here, you'll see that there's some switching and flipping. But in the heart of what TGIF was, um, there was there was four basic, four main shows that I would call the mainstays of this that were sure. what I consider TGIF and probably my favorite right. lineup. Um, that consists of Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Those those are the four staples that I remember and the ones that I think were my favorite. For TGIF, now they definitely started out. There was Full House was was mixed in there somewhere. They would they would throw in Sister Sister. They would throw in this uh, Clueless uh, Teenage. Uh, I'm sorry, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So there was definitely shows that would like if you know if it wasn't on season would would fill it. Uh, but those four Family Matters Step by Step. I'm sorry, Family Matters Boy Meets World Step by Step and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. 
that was a solid chunk for the better part of four to five years during their prime. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, those, those for me, and I think it's an age, a little bit of an age, uh, uh, gap reasoning. Um, see Sabrina, the teenage witch would probably be in my top four, um, with, with Melissa Joan Hart, but she's also in, she's in my top four in my SNCC category as well for Clarissa explains it all. So maybe that tells you something about where, you know, as a little kid, yeah, I thought she was super cool. Like, she cornered the market on young pubescent <laughs> coming right, of age. So let's, let's, which I don't even let's, think, yeah. But you want to go into the SNCC lineup too, just to to set the I stage just there. Or the breaks here, and I want to off the bat. So TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Did they come up with that? No, that was always a saying. And in fact, the actual TGIF uh, acronym for them was "Thank goodness it's funny." That's what their TGIF was, but it was on a Friday, oh. so they're they're making a ploy, obviously, about like the goofy office, you know, acronym that you would just say or every Friday. I still say it to this day, TGIF. Um, and See, yeah, that's where I, I just thought TGIF was fr- the, I just associated with the programming, with it, the ABC programming. It was centered also not for kids. It was centered on family. It was aimed at the family. It was something that mom, dad son, daughter, whoever, could be watching all together. So it wasn't necessarily a kid's thing. It was marketed to the entire family, which when you say a family show, that's generally they're airing on the, they're leaning towards kids. But I feel like a lot of these shows dealt with things that were somewhat adult. Like, (laughs) I mean, every time that there was a kiss in any one of these, any one of these, uh, The, the crowd. So a lot of these were quote unquote filmed in front of actually they probably were filmed in front of live studio audiences. Right. And like you had everybody telling you when when to be excited, when to laugh. And so it, I mean that was that was mo- more the case, I think, for TGIF shows, ABC shows rather than SNCC. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Shows, yeah. Which, so hang on, hang on. We we have a lot to talk about and you know, we're gonna I keep it fairly concise today. So I do wanna keep the focus on TGIF versus SNCC. Um, now, which would you consider yourself, a TGIF kid or a SNCC kid? Oh, absolutely TGIF. And I think I made the blunder like right off the top, like when I said, oh, picture it's 1993. Of course, like you are you were three at the time, so you can't. So I, th- <laughs> yeah. I think I think TGIF had its run slightly earlier than SNCC did. They, there's definitely a good, you know, three or four years of overlap, but I'm definitely, I'm, Absolutely, hundred percent TG TGIF fan. Like that was the one that I liked over, and maybe I don't know if it was because the feeling it was Friday night versus Saturday night. You know, it was more consistent. Like you said, every Friday night we'd have pizza. Like this is what we were doing. This is I am on the couch with a slice of pepperoni in front of at eight o'clock, ready for the two hours of programming. So, uh, right. But so that that one is is what I consider my favorite. I think that there was also there was more consistency in that it was all live. There was really no cartoons that were involved too. Um, so not that I didn't like cartoons, but I think that it made me feel no, at I that think, age, like when I was like ten, that I was watching some sort of adult programming. When really, you know, these are clearly family shows. No, I think that's a really important element, uh, the adult aspect of it, because I remember so. I definitely identify between the two as a SNCC kid for sure. Mm. Um, and for me, the Saturday and again, maybe it's because it was Saturday Saturday night. Um, I thought it was like Saturday Night Live Junior. 
like <clears throat> it was exciting because it was like I think Saturday Night Live sophomore I think as you said in the last podcast something sophomore um but it's like you know there certainly had there was some adult content in both TGIF and SNCC but it it was geared towards us and I think this is an important element as to why we could do a whole podcast on these two things and why it was a big deal because I don't think in the history of television there's been what's called block they I did a little bit of research here they call them block um segments for channels so it's essentially to target you know the young demograph uh demographic um um who are watching tv at night um before they were going out so it's the kids who can't drive and who are at home you know what i mean with the babysitter or whatever yeah and this became in both friday and saturday night um i wouldn't say they're necessarily competing uh tgf or snick but i would say you were as a kid you're probably partial to one or the other um, yeah, they weren't and, competing because they were on different nights, but it was the same concept in the fact that we're giving you a two-hour block on a weekend night between eight and ten, and you know all half-hour programming. So it was you know back to back to back to back. Um, so the so the structure was the same. That's why we're naturally comparing the two because of how familiar they are. But if they were really competing, they'd be on the same night. Right, right, and, and there, but yeah, there wasn't I guess the need for that, but. The fact that this was kind of the first time that they really did corner, like everybody at this point had a tele, most, I would say 90 plus percent of the population had television in their living room. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, they really had us cornered, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say probably 100, like close to 100. Like well, TVs no, were no longer. There are some people who grow up without, I'm just saying, 90 Oh, oh Harry, yeah, but it's not because they didn't have access to it. It's because it was just like a lifestyle choice, like not having TV or cable in the in the house, right? Like at this point, like TVs are, this isn't, you know, this isn't like the 70, 60s or 70s where only a certain demographic had TVs. TVs were very accessible back then. TV, well, it, and it was kind of like the, uh, you know, in the age, probably the golden age of television, where like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you had to tune in at the at those certain times in order to watch. So they really had your attention. Like, I wouldn't say, you know, television itself, like the, the timing, the whole, I think Saturday Night Live is Besides sporting events, Saturday Night Live is kind of one of like the only. Oh, I guess there's like Oscars and stuff like that. No, I don't think that's live. Um, but you know what I mean. Like that's that's there's there's fewer and fewer shows that you had to tune in on time to to catch these. And again, these were going back to what I was saying. This is like one of the first times where like a young generation is targeted to share all the same content. So we're you know all of us. It is like a big deal to to I think. Uh, us and our friends and into culture really because you know uh bob saget just recently died and like people are up in arms about danny tanner passing away it's like that's how people can and the guy you know he's you know you can have everyone's probably he forces you to have an opinion on them but anyways moving forth he was an icon as a you know he's kind of like yeah a, you know a Bill Cosby type, if you kind of, I mean, right. He was like, for, for, no, 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 I, I know what you mean. No, <laughs> you know well, they, they were both dirty guys, him and Bill Cosby, but he was kind of like right. when, when they're in that sitcom or when he's in that family show, he was, you know, he probably held the title belt for like America's dad. You know what I mean? Like, and that's gone. We can get in. That's a whole nother podcast to figure out who that is at, at any one moment. But 
he said he definitely had that cornered for you know all almost all every season of Full House. Um, so, so yeah, so people like us insane. who were watching TV in the early '90s and were watching Bob Saget, that's our tie to him. So it stemmed from TGIF because Full House used to be the kickoff show in the earlier part of the '90s for for TGIF. Right, and well, yeah, Full House it was huge. They had you know Olsen twins. They had. Stamos, they had Dave Coulier, Coulier. Like the fact that I can name all of these people's actual names is like, it's pretty like, <clears throat> excuse me, like it was a big show. It, that's all I'm trying to convey. And it was a, it was a big block of television. I mean, Steve Urkel again from Family Matters, another icon, another <laughs> iconic character in television, right? Yes, I was more of a Stefan Urkel guy, but yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would be. You would be. Uh, he was cool. He was the only one who could get. He was the only one who could get Laura Winslow to pay attention to. Yeah. It, so. Well, that was another thing we had. We, you know, there was Laura Winslow. We had the sister named Laura. Like there was for me, Family Matters is definitely in, in my. If you you put out your top four, mine would probably be. I agree. Full House, uh, Family Matters is definitely there. Family Matters was was a big show. Like I thought Eddie Winslow was a cool. He was cool. cool. He had the letter jacket and yeah. I don't know why he was always hanging out with Waldo, that dork, but it, I but guess no, but there's only right. limited tackled, characters. Waldo, that's right. That's no problem, Bob. Dude, great character. <laughs> like these are these are classics. But they but you're right, they did tackle some some um some adult uh content in terms of like uh, I remember one episode I learned about like what spiking the punch was like Eddie finds out someone's spiking the punch and stops it. So like, you know, there's, there's stuff like that. Um, and, in you know, Carl wins. Oh, we're not talking about Carl Winslow. Yeah. As, Carl, like Carl know, would, yeah. Another one of American's dad, America's dads, you know? Absolutely. And Carl would once in a while, you'd like the writers would remember that Carl is an actual cop and then he'd get into like some cop scenes and have to like be, you know, there's he was in some hairy situations every now and then where he'd have to like draw his weapon or whatever. So it wasn't like no, they, it, it wasn't like always all warm and fuzzy stuff. Like they tackled some of that stuff, and no, I, they certainly tackled some you know, some or some racial topics. They they tackled like you know Steve's devotion. Like the show had heart for sure. Yeah, bu- um, bullying. Obviously, Steve would always get bullied. He'd get hung up on his suspenders and wedgied and all that stuff. And then it was about yeah. like Eddie having his back or Laura having his back or, you know, Carl sticking up for him even though he hated him, but or he didn't hate yeah. him, but you know what I mean? Like he always like chased him uh, out of the house. He was just a, he was he was Dennis the Menace type type character and just he was just con- he was the neighbor who was constantly just causing Malarkey, <laughs> not malarkey, chaos. No, you know, Dennis the Menace is a good. That's a good uh, comparison because you know, uh, Will. What was the? What was Mr. Wilson always loved Dennis, but he always hated him at the same time. That was the same thing with between Carl and Steve. Uh, but you, you started to say the family, the the Full House and my Family Matters. Four. Yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier, but my top four would have been Family Matters, Boy Meets World. I like Step by Step, and then Hanging with Mr. Cooper was was definitely. Throw Full House in there, but for whatever reason, I think Full House because it only it had that early '90s block. I didn't associate it in the. I think they moved it to another night, like once TGIF started getting ramped up. But those would be my my top four, my top four. And then if I really wanted to yeah. stay up and have nightmares, I would I'd stay on for 2020. Always 2020. Yeah. I I wouldn't right. be. I don't I don't know what their programming block now is because we watch everything on demand now. 
um, as you're saying before, like you had to watch this because if you missed it, you missed it. There was no going back and and watching it on Hulu or watching it on demand. You could there might have been a repeat on Sunday. There might have been a repeat on Sunday. Right, but I feel like if if, if by then it was too late to watch it. So, uh, but yeah, so that that was that was the lineup for a good five years, and that's the one that I remember. So I'm sorry, yours was. Yours was Family Matters. Yeah, Family Family Matters. uh, I remember Step by Step, but it was a little bit before my time. Uh, So for me, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is kind of like the uh, genie, uh, I dream of genie for our generation in a way. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And then uh, then, uh, for me, I think the most important one was Boy Meets World. Because, like, that was the show that we kind of grew up beside the characters. Like, mm-hmm. it was on for a long time. Yep. Um, and, and I would consider Topanga a... a during the time, she was certainly, like, Sammy Eads' biggest crush on uh, television. The, you know what I mean? like, Sammy and I have something in common, because definitely my <laughs> first TV crush was Topanga, for sure. Right. Topanga was, like, a big deal, you know, on, on television. So we kind of grew up... Beside, and then they went to college. Like, we, so we, we essentially... You know, we we grew up next to them, and and again, them dealing with like Sean, who's the friend of the family, dealing with his like troubled family uh, life and stuff like that. Um, which you know, again, it was it was just a little bit of a step forward of the Disney Channel stuff for like the 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 more kid oriented mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Mr. Feeney being which, a favorite teacher and favorite or not favorite. He was the principal. He went back and forth. He was like the teacher and the, depending on the season, he, I think he was both also the next, right. door, also about, somehow the next door neighbor as well. So that right. was, that was right. oh, exactly right. Yeah. That's a right. sentimental character. Uh, but yeah, I think the boy meets world was more targeted closer to us because it was about men growing up mainly because Corey and Sean were like the main characters and Eric. Well, it was almost our exact family dynamic. There was you, the older brother who's uh, Eric, right? Then there was the kid, uh, Corey, and then there was the younger sister. So they had two boys and a girl, which was our families. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it was very, it was, it was for us relate, very relatable because it was what, you know, yeah, a family going through modern times at the same time our family was going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I wish I looked into it. Not too deep beyond that, I don't think. Well, yeah, know? but like but they did. It was always first person Corey and Sean, right? Like those were the characters yeah. that you were looking, and mainly Corey. And like it was never from the first perspective of Topanga and like what she was going with. I mean, sure you get insight to that, but like the focus was. I mean, it's in the name, Boy Meets World. Like that's. In the name, so that's what I think why it's you know struck a chord with us so much. But yeah, oh yeah, no, but so definitely again, there's a, I'm noticing a common chord that all of these shows, like you said, they're all live. They're all also tackling like some fairly uh, adult content with within the comedy, um, and I think that's probably why I, as a kid, more leaned toward Lent. Leaned Lent towards lean towards Snake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lean towards, lean towards. Anyways, because uh, it's just if you look down the line, like Snick has got. I, I, for me, all that has to be off the bat talked about because it was like, it was essentially SNL for kids. Yeah. Um, so so but let's. Comedy. Yeah, let's get into Snick again. It ran from 1992. Uh, the prime of it ran from 1992 up until 1999. 
right? So it got a little bit later of a start and really didn't get into its full, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I, I feel like it arrived once all of that showed up. And that was in the spring of 1996. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it, it looks like 1995. I'm, I've got the, the layout here in front of me. Um, so in 1995, it started out with The Secret World of Alex Mack, all that. Sometimes you would get a double dose of all that. Um, and then ending with Are You Afraid of the Dark or Adventures of Pete and Pete. What would you say your your remembrance of that lineup would be? There's also, you know, they, they would they would throw in the Rugrats. They'd throw in Keenan and Kel. Um, they would th- they'd throw in the mystery files of Shelby Woo. <laughs> Like so, there's yeah. there's definitely stuff that they moved. Much like TJF, they move stuff around. But what would you say your solid or your favorite lineup would be? Of course, Clarissa explains it all. You were saying so. Go go from A block to D block. What was your ideal SNCC lineup? Yeah, I mean all that. Like if they if they started out with because uh, all right. So if this is the best night for me. <laughs> Uh, this would be my best Saturday night. So starting out with Clarissa explains it all. Okay. And yep. then going in probably from that going into the adventures of Pete and Pete, then all that brings it up with Are You Afraid of the Dark rounding it out. Can't, not not a bad lineup. I love the adventures of Pete and Pete. I don't know if you watched that video I sent with you of the reunion, but it's it's just kind of funny. It's like twenty years after, and like little Pete is now big Pete. He's probably like two hundred and ninety pound. Anyways, it's it's funny. It's YouTube, but if you haven't seen it, um, but yeah, I I love that again. I never really considered that part of Snick, but a great show. I would say my my ideal lineup would be Alex Mack would be the would be the first one. Yeah, um, Alex Mack was really sad. <laughs> Alex Mack was first. Then I think I'd go Keenan and Kel. Then all that at the nine o'clock. And then Are You Afraid of the Dark? So not too different from what you have. You know, swap out Clarissa with Alex Mack and then a mixture of the others that, that we go in there. Um, no, so- and, I, and the reason I chose Pete and Pete, I think, because I'm looking at a list of the shows, but if I were to think about like my experience with Snick, Alex Mack can't be ignored. I feel like that was like what for my, when I was, like the was 94 to 96 or whatever like that was definitely a huge one um but there's a bunch of minor shows that when i'm looking at this i'm just like holy crap so my my honorable mentions gotta be uh with the alan strange or the adventures of alan strange which is like this alien kid classic it just like look at that i'm just like oh i remember those episodes and then uh there's a show called the animorphs do you remember this like so it was like based off a book. Yeah, like yeah, I kind of remember that. Into, they they would turn the kids in, would turn into uh, animals. Yeah, it was kind of like a mixture of like X Men and Twilight. I, I I know what you're saying. It was sci fi. I remember. Yeah. So they throw stuff like that in, and then the Angry Beavers. So I you know we weren't huge cartoon kids. I feel like cartoons were first. Saturday, Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's when you watch cartoons. Right. Snick was Snick was more for the fairly adult stuff, but most of it was just based on like entertainment. I, see, I'll, to, like, I'll definitely disagree with you there. I don't think it was adult stuff. I think it was like middle school into you know, high school. All that you don't no. think all that has got adult some adult content? 
I mean, I think it's like funnier stuff, but it was it was like the the jokes that you were telling in eighth grade. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say some of the jokes in front of, you know, adults at that time. But I mean, the kids that were running the show, there was no one older than 20, 20 years old on that show. Like there was no one older oh, than no. maybe even 19. Like it was it was run by kids. And the stuff that they were doing wasn't adult jokes. It was definitely goofy kid stuff. It was, yeah, like you said, some of it was dirty. But these are the dirty jokes you would tell when in the back of the bus when no one's listening. These aren't like adult relationship, you know, you know, topics yeah. or like serious adult topics. It's it's just funny stuff. Like, I but I know. think it was a more adult oriented humor. Like it took some sort of like awareness. It wasn't like something you would show to like a. I mean, again, I was always looking forward. Because you're like no, I th- so I so I think that's a good thing to bring up. Why we have different perspectives on this? Because in '96, you were you were looking at these people like an Alex Mack who was in high school, like a you know Keenan and Kel who were probably 18 at the time. Those guys right. are basically adults to you. So I, maybe it's old, the older kids making jokes, whereas when I'm experiencing it, they're you know maybe a little bit older than me, but not so much where it was like. You know, these guys are like, whoa, these guys are like adults and, you know, dealing with adult concepts. Like it was just it was a laugh hour. It was like a laugh two hours. Like they're well, like, they're good. Then, well, so that's all that. But are you afraid of the dark? What about like that's got some that deals with death and like spookiness. Yeah, those like, were go- those were know, like it's... camp counselor ghost stories. That's what I saw those as come, yeah, come yeah. to life. But that. Again, it's not stuff for, like, young, young kids. Like, it's stuff for, like, you know, kids, uh, I guess, you wouldn't call them tweens. I guess it's younger than tweens. No, I think that's that that's age, about you know? it. No, I think you're right. I think the tween age, I think their demographic, what Snick was going for, was between the ages of whatever age you were, eight. Yeah, like six, six, eight, and, eight and seven, seven, eight, and, yeah, seven and 12, I feel like. That's what they're aiming for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... Like so, uh, an adult concept. I don't know. I I didn't see it as that, and and the fact that it was on the Nickelodeon network, which was a network that was solely for kids. Um, mm-hmm. I think the only reason it was a little bit this is skewed a little bit older age was because of the time block that it was into. Like they knew the right. kids that are home between you know if you're if you're five or six, you're going to bed before eight o'clock. It's the next generation of kids or like the next you know, that next age group that's going to be up until 10 o'clock on, on a Saturday. That's who they're Yeah, I mean, def, definitely has something to do with the, the, the block. But, but, I, but again, you hit on something important in terms of, like, the who is doing it. So it's high school kids. So, like, there was, you know, there was always in a high school situation. So, yeah, I was looking up. Or, like, but even, like, using, like, Coolio for the e- Keenan and Kel uh, yeah. intro, you know, so there's Keenan and kids. I can't do that. <laughs> but he wasn't. Anyways. Coolio was great. But he in that sense he wasn't singing Gangster's Paradise. He was singing. No, but it of course was a it, like for us a gateway into like sure. who's this guy? But we had already listened to Gangster's. Paradise. I think that was one of your, if not your first parental advisory CD, Coolio. No, I I think Green Day. I think I Green yeah, Day. I definitely had it, but I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I don't know what my first CD is. That that could be another That's podcast early. itself. But I, yeah, yeah. Um, Dangerous Minds was like the soundtrack of Dangerous Minds, and Coolio was on that. And then he also had his own CD too. I, I can't remember which one I had. I might have had them both. The song was huge. Gangster's yeah. Paradise was huge. So, um, it was sick. 
But uh, going back to Snick, though, um, do you have any memories of times that you were either at sleepovers watching? Like, what are your memories around this? My my memory specifically of Snick is actually... So... I'm talking, I, I'm talking aside from the actual shows themselves. Like, what's your nostalgic, yeah. like, okay, all right. So, um, I don't know, it, it's not necessarily sleepovers, but I remember Saturday night, I was, again, so excited for it, I look forward to it, but we, I think we only had, we had two TVs in the house that had cable. This is dating us a little bit, because um, the, the all the way downstairs TV, I think, was just had VHSs, and, and you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was turn, it was like a, floor. it was like a turn knob TV for a while, and then we eventually put cable, like that old black, like clicking t- uh, black box cable, not the illegal black box, but it was like the cheap little, you know, thing that you would have to actually get up and change the channel to, but that TV downstairs so anyways, was from, probably from the 70s, like it, it we're lucky it was even color. Well, now, like, yeah, the t- televisions, like, the pricing and, like, the, their value in the home has changed a lot over the years. And anyways, we, we, we'd had, so we had the middle floor um, where, you know, dad or mom, you know, we weren't at the age where we were hanging out by ourselves. So they would be watching their stuff. And so I would specifically go up to mom and dad's room. So we had, I think Uncle Tom and Maureen had the same situation where they had a small TV up in their room that had cable. And we would like, whenever the adults were watching something downstairs, we all, all as kids would go upstairs and sit on the end of the bed and, and turn on Snick on the smaller television. And in all that, all that was absolutely one that we would all laugh at and, and Putt and I would, you know, uh, you know, when we were in the library together, we'd be like, no yelling in the library. Like that type of Laurie Beth Dinberg type character. So, um, so that's a, a vivid memory, but also I straight up had a nightmare from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Some, like purple monster that like invaded my dreams and that shit. Like, <laughs> that, so yeah. that's not, I mean, that's involving the show, but. Um, well, it's therapeutic to get it out here on the podcast, dog. So yeah, just this is a safe space. Uh, yeah. That was a recurring dream. The, those bastards they got me. I, I remember. Well, I, like fairly- I remember being at a sleepover one time, and I pulled the move because it was it was a scary show. I remember pulling the move of going into the bathroom and just taking like a half an hour long dump, and like, oh no, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared of it. This like, is the second time you told this story, but you were talking about another movie. So you've done this on multiple occasions. Well, that's why I say it's the old move because I pulled it more than more than <laughs> once. If I'm too afraid, like, oh, no, I wasn't afraid. I just, you know, the tacos hit me wrong and I would just stay in the bathroom until I knew it was over. <laughs> the pizza Mia hit me wrong. <laughs> right. I got a bad, I got a bad breadstick. But the, the, so definitely scary, but I don't remember it, it haunting me. I just remember running away. And I'm surprised you haven't talking about scary and like kind of gross. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't brought up Brendan Stimpy yet because that that is on a pretty consistent. Um, yeah, that was that was one of the blocks that was on Snick. Yeah, but again, it was gross. It wasn't scary to me because it, it was a cartoon. But it was like anytime they do like the zoom in stills of like what Ren's back looked like, there was always acne and like freaking stubble and like he was just he was like a hairless chihuahua it's just gross 
But that was so it was well, more gross than scary. It made it out to be scarier than it was because she didn't want us washing it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a little dirty, but it wasn't like scary to me. But do you remember? No, she no, like she just didn't want us washing it. Like, oh, that's terrible. Like, no, you can't watch that. <laughs> Stimpy would shave his tongue. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like what the hell is that? What is it? What was the character who's just like in underwear? There's like a grown man who's just like in yeah. Was it this? No, the I don't. Head man yeah, he had like a toaster. Room. He had like a toaster for a toast head, or like man. toast right. for a head, or something like that. Maybe it was Toast Man. I, I yeah, can't remember. Exactly. But yeah, he was just in like a speedo, and he'd just be harassing these two <laughs> animals. Like well, it made no sense. Beating each other up too, like Ren or Stimpy. No, Ren was just wicked abusive, just slapping Stimpy around constantly. So mom. Mom didn't want us to take after Red at all, even though you definitely did, not and, and I was the Stimpy character. No, <laughs> I don't not know quite. about that. I don't know about that, but it was. I mean, there's. You look in cartoons. There's violence anywhere. I mean, anywhere from, geez, like Looney Tunes to Popeye to whatever. There was always someone getting the shit kicked out of them, and that, that so, wasn't. But that there, wasn't. There is a. There is a period of Snick when it's like, okay, I'm looking at it right now, Doug, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, and Red and Stimpy, so that's all cartoons. Um, and I don't really remember it being just straight cartoons. No, I don't um, either. I don't either. Rocco, Rocco was another one that was kind of like Red and Stimpy and that it was like a, fairly for adults. Like they, they make some Spanish fly joke in there, like about the big heads, like eating Spanish and getting all horny for Rocco. Like it's real. Like it's pretty. It's more than suggestive. It's like. But again, that's uh, that's that's nothing that's new, and that's nothing that's gone away. I mean, all these Pixar films have definitely it have. It's more and more subtle, though. It gets more and more subtle. I mean, it went over my head back in the '90s. So whatever they were doing, I like the Spanish Fly reference. I wouldn't have gotten that until like later in high school. Never. I wouldn't. Oh yeah. Well, I, I went back and watched it like maybe last year, the year before, and there's like tons of tons of, of sexual references and smoking and uh just like people just going out of their minds and like anyways um but it, i definitely i again considered saturday morning sunday morning that's the time when you're watching with these cartoons so snick again definitely the the live action element i think is what you and i remember as the kind of what it was yeah, stu- studio audience, and it, I mean, it, I think the most of those Snick shows, and even the TGIF shows, even though they were filmed in front of a live, live audience, there was definitely takes, right? So you weren't seeing; they had to keep everything to a half an hour. Like, wait, I see you nodding your head. Like, do, do you think that any of this was live programming? I don't think that any of it was live programming. All, no, all that maybe. Um, oh, I maybe. think it was I, for some reason all that I just associate with S- SNL. So as a kid, it was it, it, that, was that was it was more of like a Mad TV than or an In Living Color. Like Mad TV and In Living Color, I think we talked about this on our last podcast. Like those were not in front of a live, or those were in front of a live studio audience, but they weren't coming to us live. Right, and I think like Saturday Night Live. I'm going back and forth in my head is I think probably as a kid I believed it was live, but you're 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 probably right. There's takes, and you know I don't I don't know who knows. Like I'm sure there's like there's uh, laws and, and restrictions for how late kids can can tape and record. So I'm, I imagine they'd actually have to shoot it beforehand. So yeah, 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 
Yeah, we'll go with that. That is yeah, probably industry restrictions on like when kids can work. That's why the to segue back to the Olsen twins, there wasn't the Olsen twins were playing one character on Full House. They were. They was. They weren't twins. That's right. They're they're both playing Michelle. That's right. Exactly, For, and that's why how they were like combating the the labor laws, child labor laws. I did not. See, I did not find that in my research, but it, that sounds right. I'll I'll definitely yeah. subscribe to that. Um, all right. So so overall, you're the, we've we've established that you're the SNCC guy. I'm the TGIF guy. Um, I th- I feel like we didn't yeah. ta- we, uh, just going back to TGIF. I feel like we didn't talk much about Step by Step. That was another one that I put in my top five of, of favorites. Um, I, I mean, well, I, guess, I look back now and I just laugh. Like, it was too soft, you know what I mean? It was just like a little bit too touchy, touch, you know what I mean? A little bit for, for me, I, as, when I was a kid, I wanted to be entertained. I wanted, did I do that? <laughs> like, I wanted to laugh. I, like, step by step, I don't think it was a comedy. It was more of like a, it was almost a drama for kids. Yeah, I guess. It was right? like a huge family. It was a vessel for Suzanne Summers, basically a fading Suzanne Summers. Uh, and Patrick, Pat no, Patrick Duffy, Patrick Duffy Pat was, Duffy, the, was right. the father. Duffy, you might have remembered him from South Park when he was Scuzzlebutt's leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they had, they had, talk I couldn't tell a, you. Talk about a sticky situation. That, absolutely. Patrick Duffy had gotten himself in a few, but Step by Step was just more like, uh, I don't know. It was kind of like, it felt like Full House, only the kids were more grown up in it rather than. Uh, you know, Michelle and whatever, Steph and all those from Full House. Uh, but yeah, they you remember Cody, he was kind of like the burnout, you know, skater dude that was from that show. They always, so all these shows have like a quirky neighbor. You notice that? So like Kimmy for Full House, Urkel for, for uh, Family Matters, yep. Sean or Mr. Feeney. Yeah, Sean, mean, Sean would be that. Yeah, for sure. Boy Meets World. I mean, World. And this isn't on Snicker, but like... Or uh, TJF, but Home Improvement, Wilson. That was not Home Improvement was another show that we would watch after school or at night. Like that was certainly a, a nightly television, but it wasn't Friday night specific. But, right. But yep. there's always the wacky, the wacky neighbor. Is <laughs> always kept like there's there's so much room for that. For some reason, there's always a wacky neighbor. I don't know. Definitely, a, it was it's definitely great, it's formulaic. It's, it's exactly that was the word I was going to use. It's definitely a part of the formula. So, yeah, but it's an important part. I get it every time. Um, other it's things like that same, I... It's like even Kramer. Like, Kramer's the wacky neighbor in Seinfeld. Yeah. Hey, the, man. If it's not... People love the wacky neighbor entrance. If like it ain't Steve. broke. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Yeah. And it worked for me. I mean... I mean... Yeah, give me, give me, give me more slop. Give me more Doritos and corn syrup. I loved it <laughs> in the 90s. Well, this is kind of like the origin of that. So we didn't even realize what we were watching. Um, a couple of the other TGIF shows that kind of uh, were in and out of TGIF was um, Di- the Dinosaurs show. The, uh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, which was, I mean, that was more of a cartoon. I guess that they were technically like puppets or, or robots or yeah, whatever you want to call them. They're live action puppets. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think that there was actually people in... animatronic puppets. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. That's, I would have never come up with that word, but it's exactly what they were. Um, the the show Sister Sister with the twins. Uh, what were their names? Sister T- Sister. T- Tia and Tamara. Tia and Tamara. They did uh, Sabrina. We mentioned it, but Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There was a spinoff of Clueless. Um, 
uh, and as well as a show called The Hughleys that was kind of substituted in along the way. But um, we needed to needed to mention those as uh, you know, just not mainstays, but definitely worth noting that they were part of that that era. Um, since since so, TGIF, yeah. real quick, since TGIF, they've tried to bring it back a couple of times and failed. Yeah. Um, in 2003, yeah. they brought it back for a second run with shows that I couldn't even tell you that was on there. The, the uh, George Lopez, Hope and Faith, and Life with Bonnie. America's Funniest Home Videos. That's that's pretty. Solid. Well, that that filled the time between post post TGIF and then when they tried to bring it back. America's Funniest Home Videos kind of had the corner for about three years there. Um, and then when they tried to bring it back again, which I don't even remember them doing this, but this was um, the third run happened in 2018. Again, very, very, very small run with shows like Fresh Off the Boat, Speechless, and Child Support. I, I don't even remember any of those shows. So I think they yes. all, I think it was, the, they pulled the plug on those on those very quickly it's they're basically i'm sure they'll do it again they're just tapping into the nostalgia of tgif but they they're relying on people who go out at that time now to be watching programming during eight and ten on a friday and it's the the audience just isn't there the nostalgia is there clearly because we've been talking about it for 40 minutes but the 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 concept just doesn't hit home because of where we all are in our lives like to someone who's we all have america we all have America's Funniest Home Videos. We're all contributing to that on YouTube and on Instagram and on TikTok. It's like that's, you know, essentially it was before kids, if you were born after 96, you might not know what America's Funniest Home Videos is because that's what, like. Well, Carlton still runs it. Carlton still does it. So he's the host now. Uh, Tom, Tom Bergeron and Carlton took it over from uh, Bob Saget. I, I gotta Tom say, Bergeron, yeah, yeah, Tom, New Hampshire native, Tom Bergeron. Mm-hmm. So, but nowadays you can DVR it, and like you said, it's it's hard for a video to be produced on that show without someone already not seeing it on YouTube or TikTok or something like that. So, I think that's why that show translates well. But at the same time, it, it's probably not when you're watching it. It's probably not the first time you've seen videos like that. Um, no. So it doesn't hold but up they, as well. They, they took a bunch of swings though within TGIF and like that dinosaurs was basically like Simpsons, but they were dinosaurs, <laughs> like kind of, kind of the same idea. So before we, I want you to wrap up because you mentioned hanging with Mr. Cooper, but I had zero memory of that. So wrap up with like telling us what hanging Mr. Cooper was. So, I mean, it, it was, uh, well, I'm just reading it here. It was with Mark Curry. And Holly Robinson. Um, the best the best way I could describe it was it was a, a story about kind of like a comedian and a uh, I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get this wrong, but he was it was from it was supposed to be filmed in um, Oakland, California, and just kind of going through an end. So he wasn't a comedian. Sorry, he was an NBA player. Um, turned substitute teacher slash gym coach. I'm, I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia right now. But it was just kind yeah. of like, it was an extension of the Cosbys kind of, only the dad was was much cooler. And that yeah. was Mr. Cooper. And it was it was always in the last block. So he wasn't a comedian. He was a, I'm, I, again, I'm getting it mixed up with with the Cosbys. But it was, it was a spinoff, not a spinoff, but an extension of the Cosby show. Just kind yeah. of a more modern so age what- Cosby show. So of all of the shows between SNCC and TGIF, would you be able to pick out your favorite? 
Yeah, I'm gonna go Boy Meets World. I think that that was probably my favorite because it it felt like it felt like the show was was run for me, um, and yeah. just a lot of you know to Topanga being the cute the, my first TV crush and you know just everyone having the Sean skater haircut. He I think he was the one who introduced like the part down the middle, like you know curl it to the sides of your head that like almost everyone in my in my school had like yeah it, it was just seems a bowl cut it was like a parted bowl cut almost. it was it just seemed like it was made for us it seemed that one was actually a cooler version of the wonder years fred savage his that was his little brother and so it was kind of like the next generation of wonder years it just felt newer and it felt like they were tackling is that true? Is that sean's fred savage's little brother no 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 Corey was fred savage's little brother Corey. yeah Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like, of course. Oh, that's interesting. They were just dealing with stuff that, that felt real to, to us, like, you know, being stressed out about taking tests, whatever, friendships that, you know, are going going awry or it, it was very relatable. That's what my favorite was. What was yours? Um, I think my, of them all, uh, I, I, the most nostalgic, I feel like, is all that in, in Are You Afraid of the Dark? But my favorite, personally, is probably Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I loved Urkel and, like, the... I, I, I don't know. I just loved the... the I could watch it on... You, you, love, a catch, you love a catchphrase, and Urkel had so many catchphrases. I do love a catchphrase, and I... So the wacky neighbor thing, I think I'm really touching on something here, because I can keep going with, like... Clarissa explains it all. They had, she had Sam who would like, who every time he he put his ladder up to her window and the guitar would go, wah, 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 wah. Was yeah. like, oh, that's a cool neighbor, man. Like, anyways, there's there's little things that get me, and I'm such a sucker still, probably for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you know, I, the formula. I, the, those were my second. Those were my last. My two favorites. If I wasn't gonna go Boy Meets World, it was definitely. Uh, all of that and Family Matters were very, very close seconds. But like, yeah, the whole Steve Urkel, Stefan Urkel thing is hilarious to this day. Like, that's just funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Stefan Urkel, but he just took off his glasses and like went in like this like machine that made him like sexy all of a sudden. To like, it was just it was outrageous. But it, for for some reason, I thought it was so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, when I was looking through this, do you know that that he wasn't even in the first season of Family Matters? He didn't. His character, what? right? His character, much like you know how the Simpsons started out, it was the Bart Simpson show, and then Homer just kind of took it over. He was he was like barely, barely, no, barely. Well, Homer was always in it though. Like, but he wasn't like Homer's the star of the Simpsons. But at first, they were trying to market it around Bart. Like I guess when I was reading, they said this was supposed to be centered around Harriet. And you know her dynamic in the family, and then they brought on they brought on Julia White or whatever you know Urkel, and Urkel just took over, and then they just ran with it based off of ratings in the second season. Never knew that. And unless Wiki, unless someone unless someone was in there messing with the Wikipedia page, that's that's how it went down. Julia Julia White himself is is messing with it. <laughs> I wonder where he is uh, nowadays. I don't know. He was in. I've seen him in. A, he was in some sketch from a sketch comedy show, and it. But he's. I don't think he's doing much. Uh, I always but, thought that the uh, Stefan thing. He was kind of. That was like his. The actors just be like, okay, 
he's probably getting berated in the streets just like, hey, you know, thinking that he just wants to do Steve Urkel all the time. I think I felt like the Stefan thing was showing that, hey, look, like this isn't who I really am. That and like Urkel was always kind of like this wiry kid. And as the show went on, like season six, like he went through puberty and he was actually like gaining muscles, like bigger, a bigger guy. So I don't know. I, they had to do something. They, they had to address it. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, but they, they did it brilliantly with Stefan Urkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anything else, dog, to add to to wrap up? So you're firmly with no, Snick. Think, I'm firmly with TJF. Yeah, I think, but I do think. Last thing I want to say is another symptom, almost of this of uh, streaming, of the streaming era, is we don't have this um, collective viewing experience uh, of like Friday nights or uh, or even you know as things are released. You, you, people binge them on their own time. Um, and I don't, I think it's something that we as a culture, um, you know, we just, the, I miss it a little bit, maybe, uh, it's like something, you know, you, you have to almost plan with somebody, uh, to watch a new show uh, yeah. or record a podcast about it. Uh, and then hopefully people watch it. You know, if you haven't watched true story, you should probably watch a true story and then listen to our podcast, two podcasts ago. No, anyways, you're right. No way. I was at dinner a couple nights ago and we were trying to like talk about a show that one person was watching in the moment and it was more top of mind for them. And like trying to go back and remember it and talk about it was harder than when we would watch episode by episode. Cause that's the way we had to do it. It was, it was more of a communal way of watching TV, and yeah, it's something that that's kind of missed. You almost have to, you know, text with all your friends, just be like, okay, hey, I haven't watched this, or let's all watch this on Monday, and then we can talk about it. There's few things left. That's why I kind of like watching sports, because you have to watch sports. You have to watch it at the time that it's happening to be a part of any part of the conversation, so... I feel like that, like yeah. that's the last live TV thing. That and Saturday Night Live are the only things that left... Um, that you that, that are like you have to actually watch as they're airing, and even Saturday Night Live, I guess you could watch it the next day on YouTube over coffee and still be caught up. But, anyways, what were we saying? No, but I think that that's you. You've mentioned this before how how sports are the last live television event, and how unlikely you are to go back and watch a game after thereafter so you kind of have to be there to catch it like you're not very few times maybe you're recording the game and then you know zip through the set first half as we do the zip through the commercials or whatever but like um it's you're not gonna like watch it the next day you know what i mean because you missed it no maybe you will because you're you're a diehard but, uh, i mean um, if the pats win the super bowl i've watched every single one of those games multiple times but uh, they're re- they're rerunning them on NFL Network. No, I mean I even find if I'm an hour behind the, of an important game, like if you're getting texts, you can almost tell like what the what the what the urgency of these texts are. So like for the Pats game, the Pats just got blown out the last weekend by the Bills. I'm still not over it, but like I decided to watch start watching the game maybe an hour in, and I was just going to catch up on commercials. But you almost can't hide from it. But a game of that magnitude. I was hearing my phone buzz and I'm just like, ah, God, I can't pick that up. I don't want to see it. But the frequency of, of text that I was getting meant that something was happening and I was missing it live. So almost when I fast forwarded to it, I felt like it still wasn't the same because I knew 
you know, based off of how far I was behind, like that, that was when the big play was going to happen. So I was attuned to it or I was, I was like ready for it. Whereas if you're watching it in real time, then you don't know what's going to happen. No, your experience, it's a collective experience. That's the, that's the difference. Right. On that note, uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying our collection of podcast. I I got nothing. Ah, Anyways, I'll take it from here. Social media. We're going to put up one real simple. Are you a SNCC? person or are you a tgif person let us know and then we'll hopefully have a field to let us know your favorite show from all from this entire era uh in these blocks but dog it was good taking a walk down memory lane i i might even look up some of these shows now that we've talked about them and watch them again just to see how they hold up Hey guys, uh, sometimes Tim and I keep the conversation going after uh, we're done recording, so this time I just kept the red light on and uh, this is what we had. It's just a short little snippet here at the end, but I uh, wanted to give you guys some insight as to what we talk about uh, on and off the camera, so enjoy. Dude, we didn't even talk about fucking the classic intros and... Our intro was absolutely inspired by TDF Saturday, like a full house style. It's not inspired. Uh, it's just like step. the first time. Yeah, yeah. But Corey Wong, like when I when I was our our theme song, which is starting long starting line by Corey Wong, uh, is like totally inspired by TGIF programming, like Family Matters intro, the step by step intro, full house. Like it's very. It's like almost like folksy, but it's like it's semi modern. Uh, but anyways, we, I had to get that in as one last thing. I think it's just the first time. I think these intros into TV has always been going on. It's just the first thing that you remember. But yeah, those are super memorable, though. Like, I, yeah, we can have our own podcast, another podcast about, you know, theme songs. That would be a great one. So yeah. maybe sometime. Sometime soon, but until then, Doug, I'll see you. I'll see you next, yeah, 8 o'clock, Friday night. I'll be there. All right. Peace. Peace.